Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Seed Podcast. My name is Kristen, and I create this podcast every week with one of my best friends, Daisy. And this episode in particular, if you've found yourself here, you are joining me right now as I'm sitting on my couch with my journal open and a cup of tea. Very cozy. It's flurrying outside where I live. My Christmas tree lights are going. My candles are lit. We're we're sitting together, literally just catching up, reflecting on our past year. And that's what this episode is going to be. So if you're new here, you have landed in my personal reflection on what has happened with me over the last year. Typically, our episodes are Daisy and myself talking together, processing together, learning about interesting things with guests or with each other. And right now, as we approach the winter solstice, we are going inward and at least our calendar year is starting to wrap up. Daisy and I wanted to take these final two episodes of the year, mine this week, hers next week, and just share with you how far each of us has have come individually this past year. It has been a wild, wild 2023. Daisy and I started this podcast this year as a result of all of the really intense transitions and moments that we had. And we found ourselves, do you know the best friend that you talk to about everything? That's Daisy and myself. And we found ourselves turning to each other in these times and having really, really helpful, beautiful, supportive conversations. And we wanted to expand that out beyond just ourselves. So we've been able to, again, connect with each other in this space, connect with you in this space, and along with our guests who who have been our friends, people we've just met because of this podcast, it's been a really, really cool, magical experience. So if you are, if it's your first time tuning in, so fun that you're here. Hi. And if you have been along with us on this journey this year where we've begun this whole, where we've begun the seed and we're going to see what she continues to grow. And thank you so much for being here. And if you have been here, you have definitely been along with me for the ride that has been 2023. Like I said, this episode is going to be just a reflection and a summary of really in-depth, transformative experiences that I've had this year. I touched on it a bit earlier in the year, maybe, maybe in June. I have another solo episode that really, really goes more in-depth about the summary of the beginning of my whole process in therapy, which we'll touch upon. 
but that might add a bit more context. So if you want to jump back and listen to that one, definitely, definitely could be like a prequel of sorts to this one. But here I am in December. Again, you're joining me with this cup of tea. And hopefully what I share can be supportive in some way, whether it's just interesting, whether you feel less alone, whether it inspires something in you. That's amazing. But take what resonates, leave what doesn't, as always. So typically, Daisy and I don't plan our episodes. Unless they're with a guest, we kind of have an idea of a direction we want to go in. But her and I just join our recording sessions and let the energy take it where it wants to go. And I've done something similar. I'm looking at a journal entry that I wrote this morning. And it was unintentionally somewhat reflective on the past year. And I would say, oof, I don't even know where to begin. Let's jump back to about a month or two ago. I had a friend, my dear friend, Melissa. She asked me what my spiritual practice has been like lately. And I'm somebody who has ebbed and flowed out of a lot of different perspectives and viewpoints, different religions different philosophies, all that. So when she asked me that question, my gut instinct, and and this is what I'm still finding to be true and what I hope will, will be my truth in this, is my spiritual practice is just being myself. That's it. And that's really the theme of this entire year. And... The word that really jumps out to me that summarizes that is the word becoming. The word becoming to me feels like an action-oriented verb that has allowed for my continual evolution and shedding and becoming more and more of myself, more and more holy me, holy W-H-O-L-L-Y. And maybe H-O-L-Y, more holy me. And one of the, the, the most profound aha moments, connections in my brain that has occurred on a cellular level is that this idea that I think is very prominent in a spiritual new age community context is this concept of the higher self. And I think for most of my adult life, I have been thinking that the higher self was outside of me. It was something, this energy, this entity that I needed to meditate with or pull a tarot card or pray to or what have you, use crystals, whatever to communicate with. And if that is your practice, I love that for you. But for a really long time, I was often told that something like that was outside of myself. It was this unattainable 
sometimes within reach version of me that wasn't actually myself or something that I would have to move towards, like a finish line. At the same time, there's this concept of shadow. And in the same way that I thought my higher self was outside of me, I didn't want my shadow within me. I was pushing it away and outside of myself. So I'm labeling these parts, these aspects of me as wrong, as unlovable, as icky, unworthy, whatever. And I was pushing them down or into the corner where I didn't want anyone to see them. And that left me kind of in the middle. I'm hiding my shadow. I'm reaching for this perfect version of me. And if you've ever felt the same way with these concepts, it makes sense. I think a lot of New Age spirituality pulls and tugs upon some of the overarching dominant religions that many of us have either witnessed growing up or experienced growing up, that there's always something outside of ourselves. We are always turning to this higher power, this highest self, or a tool that will bring us somewhere. When ideally, and what I've learned this year is that there's a lot of different tools. There's a lot of different methodologies. Like I mentioned, meditation, prayer, cards, journaling, crystals, intuitive readings, astrology. There's so much out there. Not any one of those things is the thing. The thing is whatever is going to bring you closer to yourself because the thing is yourself. The thing is the mystery of life. The thing is what the fuck are we even all doing here besides experiencing the fullness of our own personal experience? And I think that this realization has been the most transformative for me. This year began for me during one of my lowest points in my life. A lot was happening. It felt like a snow globe was being shaken, 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 and then maybe even smashed and dropped on the floor. <laughs> like everything felt so chaotic and it was internally, externally. My living situation was changing. My work life was just so intense. My relationships were in flux. Every aspect of life felt really outside of my control. And so much to the point where I reached out and got a therapist and I started EMDR therapy. As I mentioned before, I have a solo episode that goes more into that. So that won't be this podcast. But I bring that up because when I went to my therapist, the first thing I said to her was, something is very wrong with me and I don't know what it is. I have a blind spot and I need to figure out what that is. I believed at the time that even though I might have said to you on the surface, yeah, I 
have it all together. I'm super responsible. I'm a catch when it comes to relationships. I have amazing friendships. On a deeper level, I did not believe any of that to be true because of all of the external things going on around me. And all of those external things actually had nothing to do with those truths, but I couldn't see that. I wasn't interpreting it in that way. And so this process goes on. I continue EMDR therapy. And I reach this beautiful realization that nothing is wrong with me. Going back to what I said earlier with the concept of higher self and a shadow, both things that we either want to move towards or move away from, it almost was like an abrupt pause in the present moment that everything is okay right now. All parts of me are present right now and all parts of me are lovable right now. So what I mean by that This version of myself that I want to become, I already am her. And these parts of myself that I push away and don't feel are lovable are lovable. Thinking back to where I was earlier in the year and what I had shared with my therapist as my need for therapy. It actually breaks my heart to think about that right now. Because since that point, I have just been continually becoming. Again, becoming more and more me. And the things that have allowed me to do that have been one, processing and feeling, oh my God, did I feel so deeply again this year, which is so, ugh. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where things have gotten so intense in your life and you don't even realize that you've gone numb. I started noticing this and that was another hole to therapy as well. I was feeling way less than I ever have in my life. And the only things I were feeling were this intense, intense discomfort and incongruence within myself. And that is a result of trauma. That's a result of a lot of different macro and micro experiences building up to the point where they are screaming to be processed. And I was able to do that. And now I'm back in touch with my body, with my feelings, with my emotions, and the relationship I have with them now is seeing and witnessing them and feeling them fully rather than shoving them away or acting only in accordance with them. So if I am feeling something deeply, I'm, I'm simply feeling it. I don't need to act from that place. But I also don't need to push it away. There's another option. And there's probably more options than those three. But what is working for me right now is understanding that I'm safe to feel. And I can hold it all. 
if you are somebody that has Instagram, social media, there is a writer and creator. Their name is Lord Cowboy on Instagram, and they have a lot of fun stickers and quotes and t-shirts and cards and all the things. And one of their pieces says something to the effect of feelings are safe. We've been feeling them for years. And that to me is the perfect summary of what I have come to the conclusion of. In addition to that, it's been a lot of resting and a lot of saying no. Canceling plans that I've said yes to. Pulling away from situations that don't feel in alignment with who I am. Because I am becoming more and more allergic to my own inauthenticity and my own people-pleasing and shape-shifting to fit into spaces that aren't for me. I'm showing up for myself first. And what I realized by doing that is not only does that feel uncomfortable, right? That's one thing. When we say no to people, when we put ourselves first, there's a strong sense of discomfort that we have to really sit with and become more comfortable with over time. But what happens over time is this signal to myself. What's happened for me over time is the signal to myself that what I want is okay. Who I am as I am is completely lovable and okay. And so if there's something that I don't want to do or if there's a space I don't want to be in or if there's something I don't have the energy for because I want to reallocate that energy elsewhere, not only am I saving that energy, not only am I doing that for myself, but I'm, again, signaling back to myself like, hey, what you want is worth acting upon. Who you are and the values you have in your energy is valuable. And that has shown up in work, in friendships. And very recently, I allowed that idea to spill into a pursuit of a romantic relationship, a partnership. And I think that this example really illustrates it and for me is very profound because I am somebody that wants a relationship and can comfortably say that desire is like okay now, but I am on hinge as many of us might be. And the dating landscape is interesting. And... (laughs) If you are on them, you know. You know the struggle that that being on some of these apps or, or dating in your late 20s, early 30s can hold. And what I noticed is that my profile catered to the masses. It was not inauthentic, but it wasn't a version of me that probably would draw somebody in that actually matched who I was and my values. And so when I decided to stay on the app, because you know how you go back and forth between deleting your profile and revamping your profile, final revamp, that's what we're doing. We're making it more authentic to you, Kristen. Okay, great. 
So I overhaul this whole thing and I am no longer catering to the masses. I'm no longer putting myself out there on any level. This is just an illustration, but on any level to please everyone. I could, but that has not gotten me into places and spaces and relationships that feel deep and connective and in full alignment with who I am. And it's also another way, again, of coming back to myself and letting myself know, hey, the version of you that you maybe don't think everyone would like or the version of you that you don't think is lovable is just your perception and showing up as wholly your authentic self is going to allow those parts of you to be seen and loved. And we'll see what continues to unfold from that, at least as it plays out in a relationship, but how I've seen it play out in my friendships and my workspaces. Oh my gosh, it has just been magical, magical. Not only have I reflected on how I am putting myself out into the world and showing up, I've also done a lot of internal work around receiving. That has been something my whole life, not just this year, not just recent years, has been really, really difficult for me personally. You might, if again, if you've been listening, you will definitely hear an episode or two where <laughs> I have a lot of trouble receiving compliments. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But any kind of thoughtfulness or support or compliments or love of any kind was really hard for me to hold. It was borderline physically painful. I would, if you saw my body language, you could sense the discomfort when I was offered help or offered support or just said, someone said to me, good job, or I'll miss you, or I care about you. I had this really, really intense wall up because as I mentioned before, I went to my therapist saying something is deeply wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but I got to figure this shit out. That's where I was operating from. So if I perceive that something is deeply wrong with me, no wonder I can't recognize that another person might think differently and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel good for that pain body, that pain point to be touched upon. At least it wasn't earlier this year or again really throughout my life. Again, on the surface, if you had asked me, I would have been like, yeah, I'm a good friend. I'm a catch. I'm a really good partner. I'm a really deeply caring person. But when somebody was able to reflect that back to me, I couldn't see it. And honestly, as I'm saying this out loud, maybe that was the blind spot. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that something was wrong with me. It's I couldn't see that I was whole as I was. Wow, see, processing in real time. Look at us sitting together drinking tea. I just, 
that just all clicked on a deeper level for me. So thank you for being here with me in this. But now <laughs> I can accept the love that my friends give me. What's that fucking book? Perks of Being a Wallflower. We accept the love we think we deserve. And now I realize that I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve those things. And again, I would have said that to you, but it, there's there's really been this cellular DNA transformation where that feels true. It really feels true. And I can only just think all of the experiences that I've had that have brought me to this point. And I've said this in a couple episodes ago when Daisy and I were reflecting on something. Who knows what we were processing. But arriving at the end of this year, as painful as the beginning of this year was, and periods of my life have recently been, I feel so grateful for all of that and really for myself because I've been able to show up for myself in ways that I've never done before and was never taught how to do. I am witnessing everything. I am not ignoring or dismissing or bypassing any of my wants, needs, emotions, or reactions. And this is where I think it gets really cool because to be seen is to be loved. So think about that for a second. When do you feel the most loved? When you're fully seen. In that vulnerability, fully as you are, fully as you are, somebody whether it's a friend, a partner, yourself, you look at those aspects of you that you think are unlovable, that you think are going to ruin the relationship, and you sit in front of yourself or that other person, and they say, okay, and I love you. They fully see all parts of you and stay. To be seen, to be witnessed, is to be loved. And the scary part of that is to be vulnerable with yourself and to be vulnerable with another person. That takes so much. It feels terrifying at times. But when you're in community with yourself, when you're showing up for what you need, when you're in community with people you trust, with people who are there because you are living your truthiest, most authentic version of your life and they've come alongside you and popped up into your space, into your sphere. That feeling is super, super healing. Another layer is just that level of presence that you have with yourself and with another person. Only in moments of presence can we be seen, be witnessed, be loved. 
And when it, I think, comes to that self-introspection, it's that self-awareness and that willingness to sit with your feelings and not turn and grab your phone and scroll, scroll, scroll until you don't feel it anymore or numbing with something else. Everybody has their thing, right? Either way, it comes down to allowing yourself to be seen in all of the ways. Even in moments where I might react or act from a pain place, from a shadowy place, as one might call it, heavy air quotes, if I sit with that part of myself, I'm really responding in in a way that meets the need of that part of myself. I believe that the anxieties we have, the striving for perfectionism, the achy parts of ourselves that might come out sideways and hurt another person are a result of wounds from childhood or any part in life that really just wants to be loved. At the core of it, at the end of the day, we all want to feel safe and we all want to feel loved. And we come up with really creative, resourceful ways to do that that actually, again, come out a bit sideways, that show up as really unhelpful views or actions or parts of ourselves but the originating piece is a need and a desire to feel loved and safe and so if we can give that to ourselves and if we can be vulnerable with another person and and see that reflected back we're reminded that who we are wholly as ourselves is more than enough, but it is needed and necessary and deeply important and deeply, deeply safe and loved. This whole year, again, all of this becoming is just really a reflection of integrating, integrating all parts of myself, all parts of me are here. The part that feels like the parent, the part that feels like the inner child, the higher self, the shadow, and many, many, many more parts that I don't have words for, parts that I haven't met yet. They're all here. They're all in this moment, future, past, present. So cool. And all loved. The present moment and the awareness of this is so overwhelming to me when I sit with it. And when I really sit with this idea, the other feelings and emotions that come up with sitting in the present moment, with the fullness of it, is just the mystery and the awe of life itself, which is a whole other podcast that I could go on and on about, just sitting in the mystery of life. But I'm going on a tangent. (laughs) 
there's no finish line. There's no part of me that's unworthy. Everything is here. All at once. And on my best days, I am fully here and fully myself. And on other days, I'm just continually becoming that. And that has been the theme of 2023 for me. And I cannot wait to move forward into 2024 and just continue to be present, continue to experience my own experience, my own life energy and the unfolding that happens as a result of it. I was listening to a podcast the other day, a lecture of Ram Dass, and I'll link it in the show notes. It talks a lot about the concept of time and how we as humans feel time the most deeply when novelty and presence are involved. Novelty, not necessarily meaning something new. We always have to be exploring like a new thing. But the realization that novelty is in every single present moment. If you do the same thing every morning, you wake up at 8 o'clock and you're brushing your teeth by fucking 8.05 every morning and you're sitting there saying, Kristen, that's not new. Oh, yes, it is. Every inch of your life, every moment of your life is completely new. And how fun is that? How crazy is that? Nothing is ever the same. Again, when you sit with the present moment and think about it from every angle, your personal life, and how you have just continued becoming and becoming, and will continue becoming and becoming, and life will continue on beyond your becoming. <laughs> and you sit with the fullness that every single moment is brimming and overflowing with life and potential and opportunity. Even in the moments that feel so mundane or so repetitive, there's something new there to be present with. And that's what I'm intending to continue to bring with me into 2024 everything I've learned this year and this idea of really being present with myself so that's me <laughs> I appreciate you so much for listening to this episode and to all of our others and to following along Daisy and I fucking love making this podcast and creating with you and we're hoping to continue to bring really interesting fun guests on all the topics not just spirituality and growth and personal development but if you want to learn about fucking frogs and you know somebody that really is passionate about that we want to see people's passion we want to see your passion 
So let us know how you'd love to see this podcast continue to grow. And let us know how 2023 has shaped you and where you're at and where you are continuing to become this next year. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, love you, love you deeply. Bye.